This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. I'm Cassandra Baldini with Financial Standard. First Australian's Capital is set to unveil its catalytic capital impact fund in the coming months. The fund aims to empower and support Indigenous-led businesses, and I'm thrilled to have the organisation's managing partners, Benson Salu and Brian Wyborn, with me today to discuss the fund and the upcoming launch. Guys, thank you so much for joining. How are you both today? Really great. Thank you very much. Yeah, awesome to be here, Cassandra. I know we've um, tic-tacked over the phone a little bit before in the past, so um, I, I know this is a recording, but it, it's, it's actually good to meet virtually. Yeah, it is. It's so good to see you both virtually. I really appreciate it. Um, I want to speak a little bit about the fund, but first, tell me why it's labelled concessionary. Yeah, look, awesome question. Um, When we think about our fund, it's really baked into the purpose of our fund. Uh, We are a impact first fund. Um, So what that means is we are here to play a catalyzing role in the Indigenous economy. And that role requires patience. Um, So the type of capital and the type of support we offer our businesses is being that patient capital partner. Um, And in acknowledging that we need to provide a facility that meets Indigenous businesses where they are. And in order to do that, we may be out on the risk spectrum from a portfolio construction and a return perspective that our risk profile and our return profile is concessionary in nature because of the market building work that we're doing within the fund. Um, So we're an impact first fund. um, And what that means for us is our return profile is concessionary within the broader investment spectrum of returns we could have have. Just picking up on, uh, on Brian's point around the market building. So really for the last uh, last 10 years, we've seen a significant growth in the Indigenous business sector. Um, and a large driver of that has been the Indigenous procurement policy, which is a 3% spend across government agencies. So there's certainly a, a really strong buyer, um, but it's also influenced corporates coming on board in regards to their procurement channels. And so we've seen a, a, the growth um, across the Indigenous business sector and where we're at right now is actually growing at scale and then also at sustainability. So when, when Brian talks about patience, it's understanding that this this market is is still un, uh, still developing and growing. And our purpose here um, as an Indigenous-led uh, fund manager uh, is to provide that patient capital to enable it to grow um, over over the period that we um we see it really uh, having a significant impact. And what will the fund look to invest in and what kind of investors are you looking to attract? So we have a variety of uh, businesses that we're already currently investing in. So really, since 2016, we've been operating what's called a concept fund. Um, so we raised about 14 million, dispersed about 9 million. Um, and in that time, we've worked with over 800 Indigenous businesses. And where we see a, a great concentration of Indigenous businesses in regards to sectors, we're seeing them in construction, we're seeing them in manufacturing, we're seeing them across ag, um, food and and agribusiness more broadly, um, as well as in the creative industry. So it's a really fantastic diversity of Indigenous businesses that we're seeing. And being able to work with these particular businesses also uh, helps us kind of identify that while they might be servicing 
the construction industry, actually, um, we're seeing a, a lot of Indigenous businesses that are working around employment um, channels for, for the construction industry, um, looking at the types of products and services that are needed within the service, uh, within that industry, as, as well as other areas that we think is, uh, you know, when we look at an Indigenous business, it's not just a, 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 a single um, focused Indigenous, a single focused business that we have a diversity across our portfolio. And perhaps to follow up from where Benson's left off, um, FAC has its 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 early um, origination in the early 2000s, where we had our four founders come together with this idea about playing an economic empowerment role into the Indigenous business sector. That came to fruition in 2016 when FAC incorporated in our current form. What we've also been, um, you know, quite fortunate is to have amazing partners along the journey that in 2021, we went to three cornerstone investors um, and said that we've got this concept where we can be an Indigenous-led and run fund manager. Um, and we want to develop that concept. So over the last three years, we've been fortunate um, to have three key partners. One of them is the Paul Ramsey Foundation. The other one is the Cages Foundation. And the third is a silent trust um, that supported us in doing that. They seeded us with 13 million to run this concept fund where we got to test out what the Indigenous business sector needed from a capital perspective. So we tested both we tested equity and we tested hybrids that sit in between that around what are the actual capital and facilities that the Indigenous sector needed. That was a phenomenal learning period for us to really test and hone the, the you know, just the methodology, the high-level um, philosophical thinking about what is capital and what is the role of capital in the Indigenous business sector, all the way down to our credit policy and what is the framework that Indigenous businesses come through that we are being able to be patient, but also preserve our investors' capital. So we've had a phenomenal three years in testing that to get to this point where we are today, where we're raising this catalytic debt fund um, that we're going to market with. And because it's impact first and because it's um, it's about enabling the sector in general is that we've got a really specific type of client, sorry, investors that this makes sense to. And those investors are typically philanthropic entities. Um, those investors also look like large corporate foundations um, and also high net worth individuals who have a... Um, who have an impact sleeve within their portfolio. Um, so from, from a portfolio construction perspective, where we see we play really strongly is where the portfolio has the ability to have impact built in, and this might sit within their alternative sleeves or given where our debt fund, this might also fit within their fixed income sleeve. Um, but they also have the ability to take a concessionary return. Um, so it's, it's, a really, it's a really tight subset of clients, but I'm really, sorry, investors, but what I'm really... Um, you know, I guess bowed with um, with enthusiasm is that there's it, it because it's a small market. We know exactly who they are, and the whole market knows each other as well. So we've, we've had some really amazing inroads with a number of um, new investors from our current investors as well. So perhaps that answers a bit of the second question there, Cassandra. Yeah, definitely. I guess it's quite different to anything else that's on the market, right? For sure, for sure. There, there isn't anything else on the market. <laughs> there is no Indigenous 
run and led fund manager out there currently there's um there's rumblings we, and you know we're actually talking with a number of them too but nothing's come to market in the shape and form we have well last we spoke you'd received about 14 mil from a variety of investors with an aspiration of hitting 30 mil where are you at now yeah, no worries. So as uh, as as Brian has mentioned, we have some really strong cornerstone investors, and so we see them rolling into our uh, catalytic impact fund. Um, we've also undertaking some significant um, kind of due diligence with uh, some institutional um, investors, and um, we've Cassie, you and I have spoken previously in regards to the importance of uh, institutional investors coming to the table and supporting uh, the Indigenous business sector as well as um, impact-first approaches to investment. And uh, we're really pleased um, you know, to, to note that we do have a number of conversations on the voil at the moment um, that are progressing around bringing some institutional investment and support to the table, which is really exciting and actually a game-changer um, for us. Uh, we're, we're currently in a, 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 having conversations at the moment around a, quite a significant uh, investor, and it will be released sh- shortly in regards to the announcement there that we've been able to uh, engage Jack Dorsey at uh, at uh, Block Inc. Um, to make a, a contribution from their impact uh, investment fund, and it's something that we're really proud um, to to have the backing of of you know, a global giant who recognises the impact um, that First Strains Capital is having across um, uh, across the Indigenous business sector, um, but then also uh, as, a, as a first-time Indigenous-led fund manager, uh, it's a great endorsement for the team that we've been able to bring together and the purpose and the, the mission that we're all on here. Yeah, it's great to hear that there's more institutions getting involved. Are you able to say at what point that commitment is and I know that, you know, when we spoke last, you were hoping to close the fund around March. Do you think, do you know what ballpark figure you'll have um, by that point? Or can you tell us what you have now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so from from hard commitments, um, we've just under 14 million from those cornerstone investors that will be rolling over their investments. Um, the organisations Benson's mentioned before, where we're currently in due diligence, um, that brings us to just under 25 million um, in commitments, and we're calling them soft commitments as we're we're pretty look we're we're quite confident that we will get them um, on board, and you know given organisations like uh, Block and Jack Dorsey, um, you know looking to make a three million dollar commitment to our fund as well, it it just brings that number into into line of sight for us and. Um, you know, what we haven't done yet is really go out to market and talk about um, what we're doing at FAC. And a lot of this conversation with current commitments, including soft commitments for just over 20 million, has has been in the pipeline for a period of time, not let alone us going to market to raise that additional to get us to that 30 mil. So look, we're quite confident we'll get to the 30 million um, at the end of, um, uh, sorry, at the end of Q3 next year in that March period. And yeah, look, it's it's exciting. We we haven't actually gone out to market to do that raise and get into a, you know, a an operating rhythm that looks like a traditional roadshow. And that's what I think we're excited about now is, is going into the new year is to really get out there and talk about what we're doing and the, you know, the fantastic work the team has done. When do you think you will launch then if the fund closes around March? Do you have a launch date? 
So the launch will be on the close of the fund. Um, so we have, as part of the first close, we have commitments that will roll in off the back on that close. Um, so that close will be our launch date and um, we're looking at March uh, 24. Well, that's really exciting. We're super excited. Yeah. And, and really, we, we think about this as this is a significant game changer. There's been no shortage of conversations over many years of uh, of developing a fund that is supporting Indigenous businesses and growing. And I've been a part of these conversations since 2014. Um, and and to see us work through that, the the intense um, due diligence as well as ensuring good governance um, through the process has just been. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, yeah, we've been a number of times. I've just been in awe of of our team to get it to this stage. And our current chairperson, who's been our managing uh, director um, since its inception, it's just been really phenomenal. And actually, it was on Thursday night when we finalised our investment memorandum. And in uh, our legal counsel um, and executive director, uh, Jane Pound, sent a text message to Brian and I um, that it's uh, it's now finished. We're live. Well done, and um, and my heart did a a, a backflip, and um, and it was actually quite an emo- I haven't shared this with you, Brian, but it was quite an emotional moment because of the the long conversations, the the those those conversations around imagine if, and it's really powerful to know that we've moved past an idea into actually boots on the ground, and um, we're in the process of doing this right now. So it's it's quite a powerful quite a powerful journey. Absolutely. I mean, you both probably have had a really interesting um, week with lots of emotion. I mean, considering it is an impact fund, can you tell us what impact do you think we'll have and what's the potential here? We actually recently released our, we call it our flagship uh, impact report. And it's actually a, a, a what we call name that we've uh, used uh, or two words called Kalangkawa called Towards Purpose and that kind of hails back to uh, the Awabakal country is around Newcastle and that's really where um, the FAC uh, was first uh, first incepted and um, with our managing with our current chair Leah Armstrong so the impact that we've had to date you know, just some really high numbers, you know, over 800 businesses and entrepreneurs that we've supported, um, 81% of Indigenous businesses having improved access to finance was a significant barrier, 372 jobs that are created and also sustained for our businesses. Of that 800, 37% have been investments uh, into women entrepreneurs. And we've seen an 80% growth of all the um, of those businesses, um, growth in 80% in confidence. And um and when we think about those in reflection of during our test, try and learn phase with um, with the concept fund, it's actually uh, you know, really exciting to think about what kind of impact and what kind of numbers that we're going to see going forward. And you know, and I think there's a you never know what the future holds, but you can always make a an informed decision by looking back to look forward and being able to deliver such significant impact and numbers over the last four years. We just know that there's going to be exceptional growth and and impact across the businesses that we're supporting. That's an extremely positive message. And I'm so pleased to have had you both on the podcast today to explain that to us. Brian and Benson, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Cassandra. Love to connect. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. 
please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 